Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. And this is episode 78. We're closing in at the end here, and that means we're covering the 1 hour, 17 minute, and 1 second to the 1 hour and 18 minute mark. This is your host, Aaron, and as you know, my co-hosts and I have been through a lot together. (laughs) Just the other day, I was recalling our days as silent film stars. Shortly after getting fired from our cushy studio job, we received what we thought was an invite to perform for an important Mexican dignitary, but was in actuality a mixed-up plea for help in freeing a small village from a local warlord. So, we traveled to Mexico, sang an amazing rendition of My Little Buttercup at a local cantina, dodged some German shooters, and conducted a Hollywood-style stunt show to evade these bandits. And then we performed for the Mexican warlord, got shot by that very warlord, let the village get raided, pissed off the town folks, killed a German, then rallied the original villagers to stand up to the warlord and his team of bandits using some good old-fashioned Hollywood trickery. You guys remember that? Would you say I have a... Plethora <laughs> of piñatas? Wait, Caleb got one! He got an irreparable <laughs> to you, amigos. I'm Ryan. I'm Caleb. And A.K.A. I, and, and Lucky Day Dusty and Bottoms. And you're Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember their characters' names, even though I just said... Mm. Nope. Lucky Day, Dusty Bottoms, and Ned Nederlander. <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen that movie. I think... I think... I, I think this is true. Uh, I think that we it was on whenever Aaron, you, and Jason and I went to Mexico. I feel like we watched that in the hotel. How appropriate. Yeah, that's on brand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, we don't really have to go too much into that. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go, go watch The Amigos. Yeah, there you go. Have you watched it recently? Nope. I, I wonder if it's like super racist. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah, I bet, I bet it, it is, it too. Totally <laughs> is, but it's still uh, considered a comedy classic. Oof, like all racist movies. <laughs> I feel like, let's think about this. Movies that probably are very, very uh, culturally insensitive, would, but are comedy classics. Road to Morocco with Bob Hope and um, okay. um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I was I hoping you were going to see that. It, it, it has, uh, like, uh, Jerry Lewis playing a Chinese person. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Caleb, finish what your thought was. Well, it, it's... Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, okay. Road to Morocco. I like those movies, but I haven't watched them in a long time, and I'm pretty sure Road to Morocco is probably full. I feel like... I think he beat his family. Yeah. Bing Crosby? Yeah. Yeah, I heard he was not a good person. No, most... most Tap dancing with Danny fucking K. I do love White Christmas. Let's, let's, uh, that is a let's great not movie. dwell on Bing Crosby beating his family. Let's go back. <laughs> let's to the, only talk about. Let's go the back to the Blazing races. Saddles comes to mind, but but that's no, but yeah, but it's that's but all the people that act that way are foils. It's meant to make that the point. That's the point of the movie is that it's pointing out how racist stuff is. Mm-hmm. 
Still, it's tough to hear. It is very. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. That's kind of the whole point. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to. <laughs> to How, let's find the racist elements of Transformers the movie. What are what is out there? We've what? I think we've identified plenty of sexist elements. Uh, there, I don't think Being there robots, a you can. Well, I guess Michael Bay found a way. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, leave it to him. Uh, so moving on a little. Let's uh, let's talk the news. Uh, Dateline, Transformers. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. The Autopod Decepticast has news. Let's go to press. So, not really news news, but a reminder that we're going to be at TFCon, and uh, we'll be there hosting our very own event slash panel slash... Vaudeville show. Presence, yeah. Slash game It's going to be a silent movie. Yeah. We're going to I don't know how we're going to cram all this in in 55 minutes. It's a, it's a folly. <laughs> but we will be revisiting a handful of the most memorable and questionable moments. We'll be talking about some of our favorite script deviations. We're going to be playing a few games with the audience. A little trivia, perhaps. And mm-hmm. uh, at this point, uh, we're still pretty sure Sunday the 28th is the day that that's going down. And uh, we still don't know the time. Uh, if we get any clarity on that, I guess we could put some little bumpers well, yeah, in Yeah, throw it in there. But, uh, you know, we've been working on the content. We're feeling good about it. It's going to be great. We're going to have some merch. Uh, we need to figure out how to sell that merch. Yeah. But yep. we'll, we'll have it. And, and uh, we'll also, uh, whatever we don't sell, and even stuff we, even if we do, we're going to throw it up on the store, up yeah. on the website. So yeah. you'll finally, once the podcast is probably over, be able to buy our tchotchkes. Yeah, I, I know there's a few listeners that are, are going, and so we're looking forward yep. to meeting them. Uh, I know uh, Mike Seibert is coming. Of Mike Seibert Radio. Forget. Yeah, Mike Seibert Radio, and uh, he's been talking about uh, us on his end, and obviously we want to return a favor there. We're I'm gonna, a couple episodes behind on his, so I need to get yeah, caught he, up. He just went to uh, the whatever the uh, whatever the name of the Transformers convention is up in the Northwest, mm-hmm. and uh, um, had a good experience, and then of course he's been talking about coming out to TFCon and gotcha. and, and and hanging out with us, partnering. So. Do yeah. you, the and by the time this is broadcast, that episode of his will probably be a month old. But yeah. uh, but uh, no, we're looking forward to getting together with Mike and uh, and putting on a good show out there. Absolutely. So that's October twenty sixth through twenty eighth, Crown there. Plaza, Chicago. Be there and be square. So, last episode recap. One thing before we do that, we Uh-oh. forgot to mention last episode, uh, the theatrical release oh. of the movie. Oh, yeah. So, um, most of our listeners know, but um, I'll put it out there anyway. Um, who are they called? Fathom Events, good lord. <laughs> you definitely need to go to a doctor. <laughs> Fathom Events is uh, releasing a one-night-only uh, theatrical release of Transformers the movie. Nationwide. Nationwide. And we were at first bummed because uh, where we live in southwest Missouri, the nearest place was, I don't know, three hours away. Yeah. It's on a Thursday, so yep. you know it, was, it would have interrupted our busy work schedules and whatever. But anyway, due to popular demand from uh, people like that were geographically... Challenge in this situation. Mm-hmm. They've uh, added additional theaters and I think and, like three hundred theaters. Yeah, lo and behold, it is showing here in Springfield, and we're going to go see them. Yeah, and that is September twenty seventh, Thursday, seven o'clock, seven o'clock yeah. Central Time. So, Tickets purchased. Yeah, I'm going to bring our Brosells uh, um, rep along That's as a right. thank you for you know. But he's not just a rep; he's the president. He's the CEO. president. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. bring him as a thank you for you know you know being our sponsor. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for your service. I 
I think his uh, first reaction was, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The what now? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm bringing my 10-year-old son. What kind of formers? You know, and maybe maybe he, you know, he has not seen this movie. Right. Does he even know what the Transformers are? I mean, there yeah, are cartoons knows. out aimed at kids. Oh, maybe he, a little. He was watching the uh, whatever the uh, rest. What is it? Rescue Bots. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So he's familiar with Transformers, but um, he's never seen. It's funny that I've never shown him this movie. Of course, I haven't. I haven't watched this sure. movie either. Barely, <laughs> even two, when you're here. <laughs> two years. So him and I are going to go, and he's going to see it for the first time, and maybe he'll have that, uh, he's 10, maybe he'll have that crying moment when Optimus dies. I can't imagine he's going to care that much. No, he's not. He's going to just be like, all he's going to care about is the action and to make sure he's got a a, a ready supply of Mike and Ikes in his hand. (laughs) Dad, don't you let those Mike and Ikes, that better be bottomless, you want to take me to this garbage. Yeah. You know, kids today are so desensitized they for are. all their murder simulators that they're right. playing. That the death of Optimus Prime is nothing to this guy. How did you know? Yeah, he's <laughs> a, he plays murder simulator on iPad all the time. <laughs> we should create an iPad game called Murder, murder Simulator. simulator. <laughs> Except it's not a shooter. You like literally stab people in the well, face. I think you get to choose it, different it, adventures. Oh, it just like says, a garrot, a strangle. It just uh, says a, beat somebody with this iPad now. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the kids watching it through the screen, <laughs> the cameras on. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're stoked. We're gonna get to go see it, and it's gonna be an interesting. Uh, the timing is really cool because, I mean, we're we are wrapping up this chap this chapter of our you know of, of our lives. Uh, well, have uh, we mentioned that we're going to commit suicide at the end of this podcast? At the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking right after TFCon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like yeah. on stage. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the top. That's not, oh my god. Oh, let's not even make a joke. We do like a know. Jim Jones and have yeah. a big tub of Kool-Aid or Flavor Aid. I'm sorry. Oh boy. I don't know if we want to even And the children go first, of course. So just like just like when we were shipping stuff out to people and we were making Kevorkian jokes. Now we're gonna be in a room with a bunch <laughs> no, of Kaczynski. people and we're making jo- or, I'm sorry, Kaczynski jokes, yeah. <laughs> That's a fine way to go. I'm happy to go that way. You can kill me. You can come up and shoot me. I'm fine. No You can you can do a John Lennon on me. I'm no, not liking any of this. Are they going to be holding a copy of uh, Transformers? Catcher in the Rock. Oh, just, <laughs> no, it's a big looker book. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's going to be a child playing the murder simulator game and hitting you over the head. That's with an fine. IPad. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I've grown tired of living. No, yeah. hold on. I need. I, you're entertaining to me. Do you know what a suicide bag is? No. Is it any plastic bag? No, Google it, ladies and gentlemen, at work. Um, It's basically a bag that you put... It's a way to kill yourself peacefully. You put a bag over your head and you you run a tube into it and the tube is connected to a bottle of either nitrogen or helium or argon, if you can get it, but argon's hard to get. Um, But basically, since you breathe 70% nitrogen... And you breathe helium in the atmosphere anyway, you don't feel like there's no sense of suffocation. Even though you're not getting oxygen, your lungs don't know that and your brain doesn't know that. So you just go to sleep and die. You suffocate without the pain of suffocation. And are the, can you get this on Amazon? You, there are plans to build them. Ship to build your own. Prime. It's very easy. Should we have uh, Autopod Decepticast themed suicide bags? I feel like that's insensitive, Caleb. <laughs> this you, happened in you Florida. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Okay, so <laughs> time to wow. go. 
into that, that went in some directions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm on every NSA watch list from my browsing history. Well, how do you find out about Does that pop up on Indiegogo? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I listen to a lot of murder podcasts, but also I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would. I don't know how I came across it. It, it was, there's a Wikipedia article about them. Hmm. So they're big yeah. in Australia. <laughs> they're, just... they're trending in Australia. <laughs> Hashtag. Anywho, okay. Uh, where were so, we? So uh, I think it's time to recap the last episode. Okay. Hot Rod got thick, son. Yeah, Thin thighs. Right. Dad ass, though. Red beans and rice certainly did not miss him. <laughs> Rodimus channeled his inner ultimate warrior and flipped his opponent out of the Unicronian ring, thus taking Galvatron out of the match for the rest of the movie. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. And now Unicron. Now. Rodimus has a firm grip on the Matrix housing, ready to open this baby up. Guys, it's Unicron killing time. First we crack the shell, then we crack the nut inside. But in this term, they cracked the nut inside, and then they cracked the shell. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I guess. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, say yes. Mark it down for a yes. It's the exact opposite of the, the <laughs> great Rumbelonian strategy That's of right. 2005. <laughs> right at the top of the minute here, shots from a couple angles of Hot Rod mm-hmm. releasing this Matrix core please, from please. its casing. Rodibus. Oh man, you're right. I'm sorry. That one, that illustration there is not as good as the first one. Like they show him open it a couple of times. <laughs> Open here. It's from a couple of different angles, yeah. yeah. Open here. This is looking pretty good. But then here, At, uh, that's not one, good. Uh, one You're hour, not, 17 I don't know. It's looking, it's looking pretty, I don't know. It's looking pretty cheap. His arm cannons are kind of blah. I don't know what's going on with his hands. His hands do look yeah. a little wonky. His face, I don't know. A I'm, little derpy in the face. This is a cheap, this one's... He doesn't love the... But I do like the angle of the shot. I do too. I feel like yeah. it's a dynamic angle. And also, you should enjoy this, because in a little bit... It's going to get exponentially worse. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it while you can. So the Matrix is glowing like a disco ball here. This is crazy. It's released from its case. Somebody put It's Raining Men over this scene. They should. It would be great. Love that song. And and we should actually just put the weather girls. Absolutely. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Well, in this video. Yeah. yeah. Superimpose it. Um, (laughs) Let's do that. So once released from the housing, it releases uh, that we see more starbursts of kind of uh, glorious energy, uh, sizzling effect represented by mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what to call it other than triangles of power, uh, which then release into an almost electrical display of pulsing plasma. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Um, the light seems to really light up the entire just, inside of Unicron. Yeah, it it's washes like a, it's over. Like a sonic, it's like a sonic wave of. Fuckery. That's right. For Unicron. <laughs> for Thanks for every, helping me out. Every, every, every cavernous <laughs> tunnel. Thanks for helping me out. So every nook and cranny here is coated in this sonic fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My notes said, coated in a great glow of grace and goodness. But oh, we'll so go with sonic fuckery. Some alliteration ch- uh, g- gems there. Um... We focus on a column here, which just kind of uh, fails, bursting open with some kind of liquid. What could it be, Ryan? Uh, then another cavern, <laughs> another column, another explosion, mm-hmm. a, just a green boom. And, uh, you know, we get to a point where um, we're <clears throat> inside what we know as sort of Unicron's neural headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's that round uh, globe with, with all the multi-screen kind of brain core. Where we talked about one of them was just showing CNN, and yeah. then one was like the ASPN4 with Rochambeau. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, That's if, a it, callback. if it were like a, you know, if it were like a Vegas casino, it would be a different sports Absolutely. Right. On every single screen. That's <clears throat> no, some dog racing on there. For sure. <laughs> Even some like rabbit racing. The lowest common rabbit denominator. Racing. <laughs> That's not a thing. Is it? That can't be a thing. What about turtle racing? How would racing? you train? How about, how about turtle racing? Like a turtle. <laughs> like those like county fair games. Like a frog, like Mark Twain <laughs> yeah, style. Exactly. Frog races. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this his brain core sizzles, explodes. Uh, more glorious shades of green and red, and I'm going to have some stuff to say about this a little later. Uh, and I, I guess if we agree that this, this is his brain or a neural net, like his actions coming up make a little more sense because he just goes true. bananas. It's true, but then some actions even later than that don't make it's sense. It's true, he does speak later. Um, so, but I do think this is my favorite of the inner Unicronian explosions. The way I mean, I think oh, the, that's just such an iconic place. We've revisited yep. it several times, and, and oh. now we see it as kind of like, damn, this motherfucker is dead. Um, so, but, and also I think the explosions look really cool at this part. Um, I also like how they kind of settled on green Mm -hmm. to distinguish it as kind of the unicron explosion color. Um, but, uh, as we go into second 25 here, we see, uh, just more energy flame plasma. They're bursting forth from every, uh, crack in his armor. Uh, starting uh, with high beams, yes, <laughs> right out of Unicron's saucer nips. <laughs> he's even trying to cover them up at some point, like he's ashamed. I'm cold. Don't be ashamed, Unicron. This is how God wants you. God, he looks like such a dumpy fuck. Yeah, I know. It's so ugly. Paused here at twenty six. This is some of the worst drawings of the movie. His head design is like elongated. His horns look silly. Everything's just off. Yeah, I mentioned in the last episode how it was such a big deal where we show the Matrix opening and how like they they committed so much animation equity to it. And man, I think we found the spot where they saved it. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta gotta sacrifice at some point. Um, But uh, the idea is still cool. And the the camera is backing away from Unicron and for some reason he hunches over um, and, and, and decides to just rip, rip his, his own fucking, fucking leg front off. leg off uh, and just chucks it into outer space. Which <laughs> oh I, I like that. It's it so weird. Funny. But to your point, though, I mean, if his brain, it's like a chicken with its head cut off and the body just flies around. It's sure. that same sort of thing in theory. It I does guess. also speak to the... the um, 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 f- the Orson Welles quote where he talks about I am a planet, I'm in a somebody or something, and then I tear myself apart. That's what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. Thank God. Well, that's the one thing that Orson Welles remembers from the script. <laughs> but, I, oh, that he's vocalized. And then I had some parmesan on an entire chicken. And then I died five, years, five days later. I ripped my leg that. off and died. <laughs> I'm surprised he remembers that because it's not like he had to, like, yeah. I'm going to rip exactly. my leg off. I would like to, I, oh, I, I would hope out there somewhere exists like the takes the raw footage oh, oh man would it be something to find like if the anybody raw knows to how to get that please let us know there have been a lot of uh audio leaking from seasons one and two of the show that are pretty interesting that uh 
they reflect some of the changes in the in what we saw on screen and what how the script was originally written for the show. Mm-hmm. One of the bigger ones was around uh, Jetfire, and I'm trying to remember exactly what they were. Like it had something to do with like there was always a lawsuit going on between. Sure. I want to say. Bondi, Bondi and yeah. Hasbro slash Takara over the rights to that character and them changing the name and the design of the character was all a part of that and I feel like in early versions of the line readings or the audio recordings for that they refer to him as I can't remember Skyfire. if it was Jetfire or Skyfire yeah. and they, had to, I get so they them changed confused. it they changed it um, there are a lot of those recordings out and they're pretty cool to get your hands on and they, I would think they'd have to exist for this Somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, somebody has access to them. Nobody really. It, it's probably disrespectful to put it out, I guess. I would have. would be. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's not good. Well, and yeah, by uh, the director, Nilsson Shin's uh, 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 commentary, he has said that uh, Orson Welles was having a rough time, and that is why uh, one of the reasons why his voice is so heavily right. digitized. Not only was he a, a drunk, he was also dying. Yes. So what are you gonna do? So RIP. Lock that up. Well, is that our is that our send off in this series? <laughs> That's our eulogy. Lock the great those Orson Welles audio clips up in the vaults. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> at this point, we're and I'm sorry, I'm sniffling just uh, for the reader. I just if you were a bit of a cold. just so if you weren't aware, I know or listener, I know I've had some I know I've had some hard uh, snuff. You're fine. Sniffs, You're sniffs. doing great. So, thanks. Peek behind the curtain. We record these three at a time. So <laughs> uh, we're back inside Unicron at the thirty-second mark. We've got Springer, Cup, RC, all blasting this away. Is, they've been at doing this. So I know. Things. I, that means they've been fighting these guys for a while. I know. I have that in my notes. I'm like, holy shit! They're still fighting these goddamn grabbers. And what sucks is they uh, released that typhoon, which washed them away from everything. So wherever <laughs> wherever they ended up, true. these things were there too. <laughs> they were just like, shit. Jesus Christ. We're just these things never stop coming. Oh. Um, but uh, and one of these claws manages to pin Springer to a wall. It's a here. very cool shot. And um, but you know what? It's all okay because seconds later it just explodes because everything is exploding at yeah, this part. Yeah, that, that shot with Springer, I, I really like that three quarter over shot where it yeah. pins him to the wall. It's a very pretty uh, illustration. It was intense and yeah, very well drawn. Uh, everything around them is exploding, which uh, you know is good because it freed Springer. But now they've got to deal with all these explosions. Get the hell out of there! So that's bad. Uh, we cut to that, another part of Unicron. That here. Old Go ahead. Supposed quote where like sixty percent of movies include the words "Let's get out of here" or something oh, like really? that. <laughs> it's not true. I don't think. I don't know how you'd quantify that. But like, yeah, there's I, just a lot of situations you got to get out. I of. I actually have a bit. We'll talk about TV tropes in a minute. I have cool. a whole thing. <laughs> cool. So, from another part of Unicron, Cliffjumper, Bumblebee, Jazz, yeah. and the Witwickies are all running down a flooded cavern as more explosions and sparks fly around them, releasing even more spouts of whatever that Unicron liquid is, Ryan. Come. And they regroup with Springer's <laughs> unit. Uh, Springer acknowledges that Spike and Daniel are on the scene. Spike is like, what is going on? And Springer's like, no time for that. We got to get out of here. Spring- In this shot... 
Springer looks smaller than RC. Uh, well, I think he's back a little bit. Yeah, he also okay. looks a little tubbier than usual, but uh, a little tiny he- aren't. I don't know. Is, yeah, he does. It's kind not of a Trump, great drawing. He's got Trump hands. Yeah, <laughs> the, R, the RC drawing looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, RC yeah, looks great. Give that. She's looking great. Um, so uh, at this point, a shot from about a hundred feet out of the group, we see Unicron's right hand reaching into himself mm-hmm. and tearing open his own. Which is like, God, that's so much strength. Just imagine trying to tear into your own body. Yeah, yeah, and it's freaky. Also, it's very disturbing. It's a neat concept. I like the concept. He's he's tearing himself apart. It always bothered me. Like, it's so weird. Like, I have a thing, and I don't have a problem with many things, except for like, (laughs) what was that laugh? He didn't laugh. Okay, I don't have a problem with many things, except I don't like to see. Animals get hurt in any way in fiction, even animated. But, like, body horror bothers me a bit. Like, David Cronenberg stuff, where, like, your body's being changed in some way. And so the idea of tearing yourself apart, like, weirds me out. out. How do you feel about, like, uh, zombies tearing people apart? I'm fine with that. That doesn't bother me at all. So self... It's more like self, like self yeah, self mutilation, or like like something is inside you changing you, or like mutating you. That freaks me out. Then you you should not watch the movie Annihilation. Okay, I mean that in all seriousness. Okay, put it, it out there, just to maybe embedded in your head. Maybe there, should, come there probably it. is. I shouldn't I mean, watch this. I will. Body horror doesn't bother me to the level where I can't watch it. The same way that like anytime I see a dog in a movie, I'm like, why is that dog in that movie? That nothing better happened to that dog. There we go. Like I will shut movies off if something happens to an animal. Yeah. And um, but you ever watch Old Yeller? That is fun. Like that's not so bad because we talking about. They shoot old yeller. Spoilers for that seventy-year-old book. Um, yeah, I know, but there's it's a merciful. What about like Dumbo? I haven't. Wa- I've thought of this. I haven't watched Dumbo in so long, Dumbo and I feel like if I watch it now, like I have Dumbo. right now, I have Benji on my Netflix queue, Ooh. and I'm like, I bet I don't want to watch that. You, you should not watch Where the Red Fern Grows. I read the book. Oh, it, the book. I couldn't read the book again. Like the older I get, the worse it gets. Like yeah. the more sensitive I get about it. Dumbo is. I I always had a problem watching Dumbo because of the abuse. That, oh, that he the circus abuse. Yeah. Is that what it is? I haven't yeah. seen Dumbo since yeah. I was a kid. It's, pro- it's probably. It I can remember bits and pieces that make me think that I probably shouldn't so, watch that movie. We're getting off the rails, but anyway, uh, definitely watch Annihilation. Okay, great. <laughs> I can watch. Like, well, I'm saying is I can watch body horror, but it weirds me out. But I cannot watch anything happen to an animal. Anyway, but so the so Unicron tearing into himself is fucking strange. Yeah. for me. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, it's all good. So uh, the the team uh, is running away from that that particular gory moment, and they run past mounds of debris, uh, sizzling electrical energy. There we go. And uh, Daniel turns toward the camera. He says, "Look, we're right here at one hour seventeen minutes and fifty eight seconds. We're going to see Hot Rod and we see uh, Rodimus. I'm sorry. And why wouldn't Daniel turn and look? Because everybody other Transformers have left him behind. (laughs) Exactly. Of course they have. (laughs) On brand. So, yeah, running towards us is uh, Rodimus uh, through the tunnel with bright green explosions bursting behind him. And that's where this minute ends. He's still not smart enough to transform into I know, nobody transforms. Well, they do in a second. But uh, this is the classic running from a fireball down a... Down a hallway, which the other day... Would you like to get into your TV movie tropes, Thank Ryan? you. Thank you for the, this new TV segment. Tropes, TV tropes. TV tropes. Gotta get down with Ryan's TV tropes. Ding. 
That was great. <laughs> I love that. Um, the and I I don't know if you guys have ever been like I th- I don't even I think the t- the website may actually be called TV Tropes, but like just googling that and looking them up. There are rabbit holes upon rabbit oh, yeah. holes of going I've been down there. TV tropes. Uh, and I've been there. I got stuck for hours uh, the other day doing this. And the, the, this is the classic, like, running down a hallway from a fireball, which is literally called the outrun the fireball trope. Right. Um, but, man. Uh, What's interesting is they don't pay off on that trope not at, at all, all nope. in the next minute. He doesn't, spoiler. He, he doesn't even jump. Right. <laughs> away right. from it or anything. Right. It just goes away. Yeah, it just stops <laughs> happening. It's like they were there's a lot of build up with no release. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's edging. Exactly. <laughs> it's Transformers edging. We mentioned that more often than should probably it's occur. Come up on at least three episodes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's all I had. I just go look up TV tropes. It's awesome. Okay. Um why don't we go into them screens? <laughs> okay ladies and gentlemen this is aaron speaking and uh you know i assume that you maybe listened to a couple episodes of this but in case this is your first time here with the uh autopod decepticast uh, or or you just or you have onset oh (laughs) or you just can't distinguish ryan in my voice i'll just be absolutely helpful reminder that uh at this uh portion of the show here we've got two versions of the script that are both uh, have some inaccuracies to what we see on screen. And my version of the script is a little bit closer in. It's maybe one script out from uh, the final. And uh, so I'm going to review it, or I'm not going to review it. I'm going to provide <laughs> some details from it. And then Ryan's version of the script is way out. And so he's going to yeah, share man. some of the crazy it's, deviations from that. It's, it's like a first call, gen, we, second gen, a Friedman psychedelic. We call it a fever dream. Fever dream. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So um, I will go ahead and go first. I don't have much. According to my script, Unicron was holding on to the Junkion ship this whole time. Oh. Like, uh, like he was holding on to it until after the Matrix was unleashed, and that's what caused him to let it go. So I guess he was okay. just like, crushing it with two <laughs> hands, it. and then finally, like, the Matrix goes off, and he's like, ah, and lets it go. <laughs> Uh, what (laughs) um this isn't really a deviation so much Uh, i just like this description um it says that uh unicron this is a description of unicron in space unicron writhes in space tearing himself apart ripping off a leg and sending out sparks like a roman candle he did do that and also it is like a hand grenade uh, (laughs) pulling a pin on a hand grenade and also it is I think I might have this as a deviation to the next minute. It's written as though Unicron's hand, when it was, we, we see him ripping open his guts. Right. Yeah. In this version of the script, the hand goes inside the body to chase after them. So he's what? like sticking his arm. How's that, how's that make you feel, Ryan? He's like fisting Ugh. himself and it's, following, and like, and it's like the, it talks wicked. about the hand going down interior corridors and ultimately. Up into his own head, and he's what? tearing out pieces of his own brain. I, uh, that is so insane. I uh, I kind of like that, even though it's bonkers. I do not care for it. <laughs> so that's all I've got. That's make. Oh my god, that makes none of the sense. <laughs> I I would hope Woo. that 
his hand comes out of his mouth. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, what is his hand? A serpent? How is it going through all these rooms? Yeah. Unless he tore his arm off <laughs> and jammed it in there. And jammed it in there, just let it live its own life, like like oh, Army of Darkness or not, uh, like Evil Dead 2. Holy shit. <laughs> all right. Well. If you remember from our last episode, um, they still the Hot Run Galvatron were still fighting, and um, Galvatron uh, has revealed himself to be Megatron, which, by the way, goes fucking nowhere. There's no <laughs> point to it at all. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I guess just to shock Rodimus, because uh, Galvatron seizes Rodimus's throat in his hands, but Rodimus slips his arms inside Galvatron's grasp and flicks them apart, and in so doing, breaks the chain holding the bottle containing Optimus Prime's life spark, which flies away. It strikes. You can a... never break the chain, by the way. <laughs> what is Sorry, that? Is that a song? It's, it's a Fleetwood Mac song. I, uh, Thanks for letting me put that in there. Music's yeah, it's great. You didn't really have a choice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Optimus Prime's bottle flies out and a pulsing uh, hits a, hits the wall. Basically, the pulsing glow starts expanding into concentric outlines of light. And this is another Optimus Prime voiceover. This evil must be expunged. The goodness of the universe must survive. And then we go to um, Ingester's face as it contorts wildly in a spasm of ticks and his eyes and mouth, his expression of control as he writhes, No, my hunger has not been satisfied. <laughs> my voices are so inconsistent on these. <laughs> no. There you go. My hunger has not been satisfied. Okay. And well, then he provides said, some... Excellent. Differentiation. Well done. And then he's writhing in space, tearing himself to pieces, grasps a foot and wrenches it off. So that makes it through all the way. Then a leg, toes, some fingers. He claws at his eyes, his neck, tearing away huge portions of his chest muscles, exposing bones and wire veins. That reminds me of that scene in the original Poltergeist. Uh, where oh, the, the guy, guy tears has his like face a hallucination off? of tearing his own face off. Guess what? Yeah. That fucked me up yeah, for a that, while. I saw that movie. <laughs> I had to have sure. been six or seven. Mm-hmm. That is not a movie a six or seven no, year old no. should watch. And they, that straight up was just on network TV. <laughs> just like let that through. Yeah. But don't show a boob. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucked up scene. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So, shredding his side, flaying his metal skin, scattering Autobots and Junkions that were clinging to him. On Grimlock, as he flies back and into Sludge, who is battered but alive, the two helping each other, limping through space, which I don't know how you do. You limp through, you know, you limp <laughs> along through space. I just like the idea of them, like, yeah, like, crunch, crunching through space. And then Ultramagnus says, uh, uh, he's overheating, he'll explode any astrosecond. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Cup says, Hot Rod, he's still inside. And then we're on Hot Rod and Galvatron again, where the interior is shaking, breaking apart debris, planets, ships at all are falling as light of expanding Optimus Prime life spark makes, pla- makes, pl- hmm, makes place brightly lit. White hot. <laughs> so he was very drunk at this point of the story. <laughs> he's like almost, he's in, the, he's in the home stretch. Exactly. He's, like, he's like, I've got three pages to go, bitch. I gotta get that cocaine. <laughs> We're gonna feel bad when we find out that Ron Friedman has been in recovery yes. since 1972. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he was stone sober when he wrote this. And then we um, we cut to, or don't cut to, but we're still inside there, and then we're on Jazz and Cliff Jumper, and Jazz gets back into the Space Escape module. It's gonna blow! Got two! 
As the light bores a white hot spot in which suddenly explodes, blowing Galvatron out of it along with debris and Jazz and Cliff Jumper's module. And then we're back. <laughs> Galvatron says, Yo! Whirling into space. <laughs> so, and then we're back outside uh, uh, with RC Daniel and Perceptor. Perceptor helps a battered blur, which straight up oh, hey, got Perceptor. smashed. Hi, Perceptor. Yeah, Perceptor's back. Okay. Ultramagnus. How got, did Blur get smashed? Uh, he was, remember, driving around um, uh, in Jester's chest, shooting flames okay, out of the back okay. of him, and just okay. slapped him. Um, and then Ultramagnus says, we've got to get beyond range of detonation. And RC says, but Hot Rod. And Daniel says, he'd want you to survive. <laughs> Which is a weird adult line yeah. for a child to speak. <sighs> And then, and Jester now vibrating and swelling, shreds the body off into space as he shakes himself hotter, 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 swelling, more blowing holes, popping debris out of his face all around him. Swelling, exactly. And then he says, Grah! And that's where we'll end. Grah! Thank you. Perfect. Wow. Uh, this, uh, hearing this version of the script... Uh, one way it is certainly superior to what we see on screen is that this movie obviously does a great job of introducing a lot of new characters and kind of bringing you through the motions and getting to know them, but three quarters of the way in just abandons them. It's true, except it for Hot like, Rod and Cup, basically. Yeah, and, and, and even really, them, the Cup is out of there too at a certain point. But <laughs> once you leave uh, Junkie on, you don't care about Cup anymore. Yeah. Or really, Quintessa, but... yeah. <laughs> but and I get it. You got to focus on Hot Rod as but, the main growth yeah. character. But it just does feel like, especially like Ultra Magnus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I Absolutely. feel like there's some kind of like I don't know if redemption is the right word, but there's a story think, to be unpacked Blur, there. Blur is the strangest one to me. Like I don't even know why he was a character. in the movie. He yeah. had no. He, he had zero a, value. Yeah. Other than to be just be another person that ditches Daniel when the goings yeah, get rough. Right. Really, after in the movie. After Junkie on, Ultra Magnus is completely superfluous. Like, he's meaningless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well. That's how it goes. I, I feel... I can't remember if we... I don't think we addressed it in the last minute where you... I think you had a point about, like, where you thought the fight between Galvatron and, and, and Herodimus was not as epic as it should have been. Right. I thought that's where you were going with, with this script, where it's a pretty epic yeah. ending. Yeah. It is actually... I, I, I That popped in my head where, like, their fight seems a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the thing from last episode where he got helped out. Yeah. Either. But other than that, it's it true. Was good, it was yeah. a good fight. Um, let's see here. Oh. Right, so, okay. I am the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. Caleb, have you heard from the ghost recently? No, they're. In, I know they're in post right now with the show. Oh, post. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, so maybe he's. So that means uh, he's not filming. He's available. Ghost rehab or whatever. He's the probably, probably going to do a, a, a what do they call it? A junket. Yeah, oh, press he's junket. Start hitting yeah, the, the, the junket. talk shows. Yep, I think so. Hitting that circuit. God, how did he get so popular? Well, because he's really fucking annoying. Yeah, but he's well. Who isn't on television I guess these it's days? True. <laughs> Whoa, roast mode. Yeah. <laughs> It's like beast mode. <laughs> Terrorize. I do think it's funny that Mike Seibert got something from Chico's in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see this. That's because you don't pay attention to our social. I look at things. Was it on? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. On, so I basically look at Twitter. He, That's he pretty put much it. On, he put it on Twitter, 
Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> they sent him something? He well, got, he it was got, just he, a Chico's catalog or but something he like Oh, it so like, it wasn't related, though. Not to it was the a podcast. Co- it was a coincidence. It was a, okay, it was, I was gonna be like, but in his stuff. mind, I want some goods. But in his mind, he probably thought maybe somehow we had sent it to him or not, you know. But that's the that's the play. Got it. Got that's it. The, got it. Got yeah. it. All right. Well, I'll, I like to think the universe made that happen. I, it did. Uh, well, what is the universe telling you? Your iconic moment is uh, all that unicorn spooge. <laughs> no. <I'm kidding. laughs> Um, <laughs> the, the Unicron Milky Tea. I forgot what I wrote down, but now looking at it, this is kind of appropriate to be dirty too. I like. Oh God! <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but I love the fingers in the Matrix holes. <laughs> that I was just, the last minute. No, no, no. Was he's, it this minute? There's some. St- maybe I might have been Who too cares? drunk last night at this point. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess I don't have one. It's great. I uh, put the leg ripping and the gut. <laughs> Digging. That always like was like that's weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's real weird. I, it's a weird component that made it through every single draft. I, I, hot rod running up the what is what do you kind of shot do you call it? The, uh, the, outrun the fireball. The outrun the fireball shot. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like the reveal to the the rest of the cast of, of Rodimus, um, which is it, really coming up in the next minute. It's tr- well, Daniel says, "Look, that's true. Yeah, what? this is a reveal. The, the reaction to the reveal is what we'll get yeah, in the yeah. next minute." This boy has seen so much trauma in the past. 20, oh, he's forty eight hours. Going to need all of the therapy. Yeah, yeah. he's he's unwell. He's maybe. And then they just shuffle him off with wheelie, and that's not going to end well. No. Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. Quote Hot Rod, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep, I remember that. <laughs> yes. And uh, Destiny, I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than it's probably going to be destroyed. Destiny? Destiny. So, yeah. hey. I don't think you can destroy mine. Well, we'll see. <laughs> TFCon reminder, it's going to be at that TFCon. <laughs> 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 That's perfect. Yeah, we're leaving that in. <laughs> we gotta be the hand, bitches. <laughs> I wasn't laughing until you guys started. It was so good. <laughs> I'm so snotty right now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's October 26th through 28th, Crown sure. Plaza, Chicago. Uh, we'll be there. Come hang out. Fist bump. Ryan doesn't like to shake hands. He only fist bumps. Actually, Ryan likes to hug Yes, and fist bump. For too long. <laughs> he likes, he likes, yeah, please come and put your arm around his shoulder. I really don't, don't like to be touched. <laughs> don't introduce him to your girlfriend, because he'll take your girl. <laughs> he will finger bang her. Yeah, it's it's kind In of In front of you, because... <laughs> don't touch him, he'll touch you. That's right, that's the shirt I'll be wearing. <laughs> don't touch me, I'll touch you. Yeah. This is gross. I feel like we <laughs> should try again. <laughs> no, no way, I'm not going yeah. Okay. Uh, so, aside from all that, uh, please continue to listen to the show. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of them, at a Decast. Have we done anything on Instagram in a while? Do we Instagram's pretty fallow. Uh, I put stuff on if it feels like an Instagram-y type of thing to do. It I is. Do it, I do it once in a while, and uh, I will say that you get a lot more of results um, from randos by hashtagging on there. Oh, okay. Really? You get a lot of likes from if you hashtag. Yeah, I didn't even know if hashtag dinosaurs. was important on Instagram. It, apparently, well, for whatever we're doing, it's it's probably huh. the most important on, on Instagram. If it's you, the most important thing that you've ever done. Yeah. 
So we get a lot of good results from people that are not following us by hashtagging on Instagram. Our hashtag game is very poor. Just in time for our podcast to be over. That's right. <laughs> We're getting this social media That doesn't media mean we can't be down. promoting it all through time. That's true. I have, so, I have some ideas for some special episodes we can do after we're done. Here. Me too. Good. Great. Super. That's great. Uh, <laughs> in addition to all of our social media, of course, you can see extra bonus content at uh, autopoddecepticast.com. I don't know. What, what do you think? A Three Amigos clip? Yes. You know that, Fucking... that thing where they, uh, that, that scene where they sing with those horses and this randomly the horses start singing <laughs> yeah. and they have animated I don't bounds. remember that part. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> All right. It's kind of like a boom diada boom diada to the to the back of vocals. I just love it. I just love it. I love the bit where it's hot and uh, one of them like drinks their canteen and it's just like a little bit of water, and then the other one uh, holds up his canteen and just pours it all. Sand falls in his mouth. Oh, and then the third one pulls it up. And it's just so much water. <laughs> it's like he just kind of then he just throws it on the ground, and there's water pouring out of the canteen. That's good comedy. That's the rule of three. Yes, that is. It's it's classic. The the horses singing just made me think of. Do you guys remember the claymation Christmas? Yes, with the California Rangers. Yes. yes, okay. Yeah. I have it on DVD. The camels. Oh, wow. the camels. Yeah, the camels. Yeah. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. God of wonder, God. Or Star of One, that's it. Star of Wonder, Star of Light, Star of Beauty, Bright, Westward Leading, Still Proceeding, Guide us to Basically, the California Raisins were like a Bad Temptations cover band. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of that's, the, I think that's the, the conceit. They, were, gotcha. they weren't even real. They weren't even real. As per the movie, um, what is it called? The NWA movie, Straight Outta Compton. uh, The record label they signed with uh, was the only other major act on that record label at the time was the California Raisins. What? But (laughs) California Raisins sold a shit ton of records. They were they were on a record label. Oh yeah. yeah. Holy shit. They put out an album. <laughs> the world's always been At fucked up, guys. <laughs> hey, all you need is some, some claymation fruit. Yeah. Dried fruit, preferably. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you got yourself an act, baby. That way it doesn't spoil. <laughs> That's right. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> bye, bye, all right. bye. All right, uh, let's watch the Amigos Amigos I'll let him get through the hour. <laughs> Is it? It's it's a hard stop though, right? I mean, it's it pretty much stops kind of right there though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be an exciting episode. Yep. This is like the this is like the the climax. This... <laughs> Caleb makes a a rare cum joke. Yeah. He used to love talking about cum. He used to <laughs> love talking about nothing but. <laughs> Every interaction, it would be like, all right, I understand about the semen. Because well, he is his prowess. The cannonball. The yeah. semen. Yeah. I don't think I like to talk about it all the time. Oh, yeah. I just exactly. like to do it and show it. <laughs> Bring it to school in a bag. Yeah, this is... I, I, have, a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling that's going in as a... I love it. Um, fuck. I have our intro. <laughs> <laughs>